Salutations and greetings, everybody. This is the Outer Drive. We back. He's black and his name is Fletcher. I'm black and my name is John. Is your mind blown yet? Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Nice to see you. So professional as ever, we have the Outer Drive back on the block. The bully's on the block. Not the Outer Drive 2, not the Outer Drive X. Not the outer drive forever. My no, little Nas X. No, whatever. A little thing I attached to try to make it like, it's different, but the same. It's that That's done. I'm not doing that ever again. I'm that not was, even mad about it. I'm not even mad about shouts it. Shouts out to Jay Definitely. and Royal Oak, though. It was really great for him to hook us up with the studio. Mm-hmm. That was really nice of him. Um, really appreciate it a lot. But also, that studio fee having to go back like week after week was kind of starting to stack up. And Amen. Like... The fact that we have, we're able to like edit it ourselves, which is great because mm-hmm. sometimes Jay would be like, Are you good? You good? And then he'd get up and walk out. And I remember the first episode he did that with, I was like, I'm going to be recording for an hour. And I had like an hour and a half worth of material. He's like, You good? And he got up and walked out in the first 10 minutes. And I went through that material in like 25 minutes. And there was like five minutes of just dead air of me just going, Uh, so. <laughs> So that's it, really. Yeah, we're gonna was, cut some of that out this time. I think I was I texting think, Jay like, I think that's a good idea. Like, hey man, can you come back, please? Like, can you come back and end the show for me? Because I don't know how to use your your stuff. So he's like, oh my bad, and he came back, and he's like, all right, cool. And then he hit he hit like space bar. <laughs> and I was like, great. Oh my god. And he's like, send me the music real quick. And I was like, dope. Here. And he's like, all right. Yeah, it's up now. And I was like, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's there's, not the kind of turnaround I was looking there's for. There's so much, like, <laughs> so many mistakes I made that I did not want you to put in the show. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's the first one. I'm like, not really for me. It's yeah, not really no. the first one. I have people that are expecting quality. This is not quality. Like, I... I, I mean, I, let's be realistic here. They're listening to us. How much quality would they expect? But see, the thing is, is, like, people still expect it. They still expect it to be like, hey, this is, like, decent. Like, I had, like, the first strong 20 minutes, and then, like, the next 25, I was like, help. A little shaky. Literally help me. A little shaky in the hand styles. And I was, like, going through my notes loudly through the, in the mic. I was, like, dropping my phone, trying to look stuff up to, like, talk about. And I was like, I'm done. So... That's why I have my beer on a towel right now. So like it 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 was terrifying. So I appreciate Jay giving the opportunity. Um, hopefully, maybe one day if you want to throw us a free boy for just hopping in there, we might just be like, hey, what's up? We'll use your studio one real quick time and get get out of here. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nah, I I think we're good editing it ourselves. Um, oh yeah, I mean we still got the trophy. You know, we still got the uh, recording software. The oh shoot, I forgot to. Wow, that's professional. Let me turn the sound off on my phone. Uh, we still got the open source editing software. You know yeah. what I mean? So long as we got the trophy, I think I think we're doing all right. I think I think life's good. Um, but yeah, we've been back. Uh, actually, a shout out to TJ Zaremba and the Minivan Dad Podcast, Minivan Soccer Dad Podcast. Uh, to be completely fair, Fletcher and I have been banging the idea around a little bit before TJ reached out to us, but... It was nice to get you know back on the back on the wagon a little bit you know figure out that we still had the mojo. Also, he reached out to us separately, but he reached out to us separately after he already banged the idea around. So we both were like, "Oh wow, right. really? That seems like a good idea. Right, right, I guess right. we could do that. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a minute. We'll figure this out." But like literally, we like been having the same conversation while this going on. John, <laughs> like straight up parallel. John hit me up like TJ. TJ might ask you about a reunion show and I was like oh and then DJ's like yeah I don't know if you've been talking to John but you know might have a reunion show and I was like cool okay like sure like this is a foreign idea to me you know I don't know I don't know if this is something I want to you know mm-hmm. do and it's like yeah we're definitely doing this because we're gonna have a show time to be honest about this yeah so, yeah. so you know it works out it works out well totally um so we've been doing the past couple of years real quick super cliff notes like um, like the C and cliff notes most people know these things, but now I officially write for the MPSL. Right um, I work for Opta. Um, right on. For the U.S. Open Cup and some basketball games. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, and I've recently been commissioned by Non-League America to help with a documentary about HBCUs and soccer. I'm so jealous about um, that. I'm so jealous about that. I might start working for the Abe American News this summer. Really? We'll, we'll find out about that later. Oh, righteous. Uh, well, my two years has been uh, chock full of fatherhood. 
building a pretty normal career. Like I'm a I'm a office you know merchant now. I sit at a I sit at a desk. I send emails to people. I uh, I do client relations. I'm not going to go and talk about uh, the company I work for because. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast do not directly represent the people that sign my paycheck, so I'm not going to put them out in the streets like that. Smart. Yeah, you know. You, know, you need money. Yeah, you know. Stuff. i got to pay bills and such. Uh, my kids are still cute. Um, and actually, got back into playing soccer. I gained a bunch of weight, bro. Like, like after, after we had our baby brother, I got up to, like some hefty weight my knees hurt when i tried to jog it was all that kind of stuff so you're you're saying all that and like i again i've learned when people say stuff about their body it's just to say huh and then you nod and you grab your hands and you clasp and you go huh and you shake at them but i literally had to get my new license today because mm. i turned my birthday was recently and Happy i forgot birthday. that you 28 years old 29 29 oh wow i forgot that you that my license expired this year. Bro. And I went in and I was like, okay, can I do this? They're like, sure, you know, it's like height and weight the same. And I was like, humor me. What was the height and weight in, you know, 2011? They're like, we see 5'10", uh, 165. And like, I laughed. <laughs> I, la- I let out like the little like, <laughs> which lets you know like something is wrong. And she's like, what? And I was like, I don't think I weigh that anymore. And she's like, I don't think you do. And I was like, rude. <laughs> Whoa. Rude. This is why no one likes DMV. Did you, you go, say, did you you say go to the Secretary like of State in Saginaw? Like, no, I real. went to the one by my house. Wow, man. So, yeah, no, at the. Uh, thanks, lady. You you ruined my day. And we're going to talk about you now. Hater. You're going to get flamed this entire season. So, how was her, uh, how was her weave game looking? It looked real. So, you know. Shout out to her. That's that's a real, you yeah, know. Real yakky from real Indian. I, I'm not doing that. That's, nope, not touching that one. Hot potato. <laughs> uh, anyhow, anyhow, um, we got a couple of cool topics for you today. Um, I want to promise everybody, before you, you know, before you all start clutching pearls, we're not going to get too heavy, you know what I mean? We said what we had to say a lot online, you know, but you guys are here listening to us for an escape from our day-to-day grind of how weird things have gotten. So we want to start out with something funny. We want to start out with something that I think um, is long overdue, and I'm very happy with the state of uh, social media at this point in, in the game. I want to talk about fans getting embarrassed publicly for some of the whack stuff that they say online to professional athletes. Uh, it's long overdue, as I said. Uh, Fletcher has sent me a clip <laughs> of a Roma fan. Like, now, now, flesh that out for me. Cause... So there was a play, um, I forgot which game it was, but there was a play with Roma where Sel- Selcik, I can't pronounce his full name, but he's Tur- the Turkish winger, the young Turkish winger for them. They crossed the ball into the box. I don't think he's very good to begin with in the first place. But, like, hey, if you're a professional player in, like, Europe, Italy, Spain, whatever, in your top league, you're moving. Like, that's, that's, you're doing a good job. Shingiz Under. Thank you. Under. So, they crossed the ball into the box. Under, like, dove with his foot and, like, knocked it wide. The goal is pretty open, but, like, the fact that he had to kind of leave his feet, he missed. Mm. So, some charming young man was like, even I could score a goal like that. And Roma's like, you know what? Enough. Enough. So they they took the guy and they're like, hey. Enough! Wanna, they're like, you want to come to it? Like, you want to come to a game? Well, we found you. We'll get you some tickets for this game. And he's like, oh, this is dope. I just won something. They're going to sit in like, you know, the fan section. This is great. I get to sit in this comfy right. chair. They flew me off to Rome. I get and to then, see, do some sightseeing. Well, he's, he's from Italy. Okay, okay. So, so like he's, they, he's, they drove him out to Rome. He's sitting there, you know, just like, ah. This is a life. He took a moped. And like before, and like I, think, I don't know if it was halftime or like before the game, they're like, they showed his tweet on the big screen and he was like, oh, <laughs> dang, that's, that's weird. And they're like, you want to come down here and do this? And he's like, oh, what? I will say to his defense, he was wearing like. They didn't even like, put him in gear? He was running, he was wearing, they gave him a jersey, his own jersey. With uh, Under's number, but like his own, Yo, own, his own name. They son the heck out so of him. So they, they, they didn't. He's really like trainers. It wasn't even like shoes. It had like some grip. So mm, they mm, put him mm, in the mm, same mm. position where it's like, all right, Under made the run from this part into the right right corner of the box towards the net. 
you're going to make five of those runs yourself. At full speed and trainers. Full speed. And jeans. And we're going to cross the ball to you the same way, and you're going to tap it into the net. And, like, the first, I think it was either three or five, but I know the majority of them, the first attempts, the first one, he whiffed entirely. He was, like, running half speed and went to tap it and just, like, missed. Missed the ball Mm -hmm. and fell. And, like, even the announcer kind of chuckled into the microphone. He did that boy dirty. So then the next few times he got progressively better and better. And the last time he actually got a shot on target, but, like, it got just over the corner. Mm -hmm. Like, he probably would have scored because the goalie was, like, so, like, he's not even hit the ball. So afterwards, they're like, have you learned anything? And he's like, yeah, I'm not a professional soccer player, and I probably should stop. And I was like, this is great. This is 100% awesome because people don't realize how hard it is to play the sport at that high of a level until they play it at that high of a level. Or even try to do something at a little level. Like this was literally a training training drill because there was no one on him. Was there anybody in the stadium? Like were there? There any... were people. I think that's why I think it was before the game because it was like not very filled. Right on. If it was like a legit game, so that'd be like the one thing to make it worse. If it was like a legit Roma home game and you have a stadium full of people, that would be terrible. People throwing fruit because at you. because when you fail, they would rip you to shreds. Oh, yeah. And like it would be would, no, I I <laughs> I don't wish that on anybody. I'd be puking like just to go out there on some positive stuff, like like ninety thousand, whatever the size of the stadium is. I mean, 60,000 people screaming. You know, I, the most I've played in front of is, I don't know, my kids. You know what I mean? My yeah. wife every once in a while if I want to bore her and drag her out to yeah. a game. The most I've played in front of was 200 people. I only, know, I only know it was 200 people because it was Wayne State Club Soccer. It was against Hillsdale. And because Hillsdale has, like, six sports teams, they treat their club teams like varsity teams. So, and it's Hillsdale. What else are you doing? So, like, like they had, like, a homecoming. Their, their soccer game against us was the homecoming game, so they had everyone bruh. come out. Mm. So we're used a, to playing. opinions about that. We're used to playing against, like, maybe at most, fam, like, maybe 20, 30 people of a crowd. So we get there, and we're like, okay, you know, we're a little bit late as a team, but we'll come off and get out of our cars. Mm. And there was, like, 200 people sitting there waiting around the field for us to play. With flags and shit. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually, like, scared. Like I, And this is before I knew what Hillsdale, like, was as a community. Mm. But I was like, I'm actually kind of scared. Like, this is not... I don't feel comfortable about this. And every single time we would, like, make a mistake, they'd jeer. They'd, like, you know, chant. Give you the business. We yeah. got down 3 nothing early, and they just proceeded the entire... They would do, like, college basketball stuff. So, like, someone took a shot from deep and missed. So whenever he touched the ball, like, they'd be quiet. Like, uh... He touched the ball, they start screaming at him. He'd pass it. They'd stop talking. And I'm like, I don't like wow. that. It happened to me once I got the ball. They screamed at me, and, like, I promptly turned it over. And I was like, I'm subbing out. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. We got the last laugh, though. Hills don't got you shook. Yes, because I was used to playing in front of five people. You put yeah, literally yeah. 20 times that in front of me, and I'm like, the hell is going on? Yeah. We got the last laugh, though, because on the field, um, one of the guys is like, where's Wayne State? And I was like, it's in Detroit. He's like, we have to go to Detroit to play the other game? And I was like, yep. Our home field is in Southfield, but they didn't know the difference. So they showed up at our, they showed up at our field. We only had like 30 people to watch. But like they got off the bus, they got off their little like butt. They were like scared. They got off the bus like, uh, mm. and we beat them to qualify for the, for the playoffs for the first time in Wayne State Club history. We ended up with a two seed. We ended up playing Saginaw Valley first. We beat Saginaw Valley, which was nice because their captain uh, almost ruptured our captain's Achilles. Uh, then laughed about it. And then we got in the final for the first time ever. Got to play against Michigan's team, who we beat earlier for the first time ever. And they basically Jose Mourinho'd Get up, got up in two goals and then just passed it the rest of the game. They did not take a shot the second half at all. They that, just tired would, us out. Hey, that, that'd be me. That's 100% my tactic. I will park every bus. I'm not about to lie about that. So I'm all about this whole embarrassing the, tr- the Twitter troll thing, like, like off rip, um, regardless of the topic. But sometimes people just need to be set straight. Like there's one that recently uh, came out this week. Katie Nolan did on her uh, ESPN show. Where Homeboy, this was amazing. This was amazing. Homeboy tweeted that, oh, I could run a 404 or 40 just easy, easy as cake, right? Now, I'm going to put a couple things in proper perspective here. Uh, Fletcher is a all-state track runner in high school. Was a tra- all-state. For one year. For one year, but still all-state. You I'll reached. Say, I'll say honorable mention. We'll be 100% transparent. I'll say honorable mention. Fair I, enough. I was not, like, one of the top six or seven, but I was, like, in the last 10, 15 people. So I got, like, the nod that even though I really didn't even deserve it. So, But think about it this way. 
if you were challenged to a foot race by any of the 10 million people that live in Michigan. Oh, no. At that there's a 99 percent chance that, year, that you would win that, that foot race. I, I said this and like my father's like, don't brag about it. And like I realized he was kind of a little annoyed about it because he told me some stuff about his track career. That was true halfway and then halfway not. And like the stuff that like as he got higher and higher, some of the stuff became less truth, more lie. And I actually surpassed his like track mantle. And he was kind of like did not want to. He's like, good for you. But he also was all like, man strength fest about it. So <laughs> so I was like this one year, 2008, that one year, that one spring summer, I was like one of the 50th, 50 fastest high schoolers in the state. I no one can tell me differently. I have paperwork to prove that. So like, right. So. We have an honorable mention, all state, one of the fastest people in the state at one point in history, track runners to my right. I myself, I didn't reach that kind of level, but I was the league MVP in high school for, for you know, a very small Christian school league, but I still won all my events. I was a sprinter. So we have two people that, you know, got a little bit of heat in the kicks. Okay. Like, okay. So in high school, I'm sure you ran a timed 40. Right. What was your fastest 40 time? My fastest 40 ever, 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 when okay. I was like really busting down the, the, the track. Right. It's like a 4, 4, 9, 4, 5. And that was like hand time, not laser. So I'm probably assuming somewhere probably closer to like a 4, 5, 5. But like I was moving. I was in peak shape. I was like muscular everywhere. And I was. Perfect after, running after, form. Perfect after running after form. After I ran, I like passed out. Like I hauled so hard and I thought I was like I just ran a 4-3 oh my god and they're like mm-hmm. not quite nope not quite. and I was like dang like it hurt but I was also like I get it like this is gonna hurt college prospects if I wanna play football but like I was moving so right. I understand what a 4 what a sub 4-5 four, 4 is and my fastest is a 4-6 and that was in cleats that was a, that was ran on a soccer pitch in cleats. Okay, so the, I just want to I'm laying all this out not for us to brag. I'm saying these are two dudes that had some smoke. Okay, homeboy tweeted to I think it was Odell Beckham Jr. or somebody or did we just set it out into the ether and was like this is nothing. I could run a four four in a heartbeat. Now I'm gonna do this as best I can without body shaming homeboy. All right, off rip. I knew he did not have a chance. He was he was he was fish. He was fresh fish, ready when to get he, fried. When he when he showed up, Katie Nolan asked him like, "Do you do you do stuff like you know, athletic workout, stuff?" Athletic? And he's like, "Yeah, I go to the gym. I I work out six days a week." And when he said that, again, not to shame anybody because people who go to the gym that you do what you need to do. Right. You don't go to the gym. Don't. That's fine. Live right. your life. Live right. your life within your boundaries. If you're happy, you're happy. I have, we're not going to take that away from you at all. When he said, he's like, I'm going, you know, I go to the gym for six for six uh, days a week. I knew immediately he was a guy who goes to the gym, hits one of the machi- one of the press press machines, like, for t- 10 minutes. Hits the elliptical. Didn't even, hit, didn't even hit the elliptical. Gets on, like, the exercise bike for a second. Maybe hits the little stair machine for, like, five minutes, and then he leaves. Maybe or, shoots a couple baskets. Yeah, maybe he shows up, like, I hit the gym, and he goes and plays basketball for two hours and leaves. <laughs> so I was like, I know for a fact when someone's like, you do anything athletically, and you're like, I go to the gym. The answer is no. That brother I, didn't play I don't, basketball. I don't. I don't do anything athletically. That brother did not play basketball. It's not to shame anyone to say like lifting is not an athletic event, but like when you're when the first crutch you lean on is oh yeah I go to the gym to you know work out and do athletics. You nah, you've bro. never you've never played a sport. And nah, that's okay bro. to admit, but like please admit it. Don't lie to us. And and the thing too, like if he had just a comp to like <clears throat> yeah I kind of work out but I don't run. This dude acted like he was out here doing, you know, six-minute miles. I legit thought when he got ready to run, like, oh, he might actually, like, come close somewhat. Like, he might actually, not a 4-4, but he might actually... Five. Like, five flat. He might surprise us. He might, you know, get a quick little burst and then, you know, die out. But when this guy came out of the blocks... Oh, my God. He literally, he looked, (laughs) he looked like he had peanut butter stuck between his butt cheeks. He ran like he was race walking. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> the thing that killed me, his knees. Like, okay. They so, went in. His knees were like. Well, I'm knock kneed, right? But like the thing about, okay, you can be as knock kneed as you want. But if you're running and you're trying to sprint, for those of you who haven't sprinted, you got to get your knees up. If you're trying to run fast, you got to get your knees up. You can't be like swinging your heels from behind you 
trying to move with any kind of pace. He was running like the way that women walked in like the 1950s in television. When they were like, she's being sultry. That's how he ran down a track. And like, <laughs> I saw it and was like, there's no way this is a real thing. There's no way this is real. Call like, that boy sultry. He has to be. He has to be in on the joke. He has to like be like, oh, haha, just funny. I ran a bad time because I want you to. be... He had to be in it. There's no way he legit did this and was like, I'm gonna bust a four four. And he didn't ask to do it again. He's like, yo, I need. A, I need a redo on yeah. that one. Like, if he'd been like, hey, you know what? I I just warmed up. I'm good. This I'm water's like, cold. This I'm, water's cold. You don't y'all don't even know this water's just I'm cold. Like, you know what? Hey, at least he has some like some pride about it. Like, I gotta do this again. Put on for whatever, but he was like, "Nah, I'm good." He's straight, yeah, yeah. Wait, what was it like a five? A five, 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 six. <laughs> it was a five four or five six. The 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 scoreboard said five four. Katie Nolan rounded up because she was like, "Ah, this is closer to a five five. It, anyway, in forty yards time, if you're getting dusted by a second, it's that, bad. It's horrible. Like maybe in like the real world, it's like ah, a second is nothing. In like track and field and like an stuff entire like that, second an entire second is like a lifetime yeah if someone beats you by like even two tenths of a second it's like literally you blink and then you blink again and like that's the span between them so a second is like you blink and then you blink so like if it's like that far away like you're far yeah it's not even close and put in perspective he ran a five five and he's like well you know i'm also a little bit he- you know i work out a bit so i'm a little bit heavier this man was like maybe like 180 something. That's what he said. There are 350 pound athletes who run faster than he does. Dude. There are people drafted in the NFL draft, which is going on yesterday, today, and like later on, mm-hmm. who are like four times the size of him who run faster than he Easily does. Easily four times the size of that guy. And there are, and people like... that are like, <clears throat> there are people who are like maybe even his size who run the same speed as him. So like, if that's your excuse, like I... I don't know what to tell you. Don't tweet stuff like that to pinnacle athletes. I, like, or, or if like you do the, it, be better back it up. Like I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna police what you're saying. The only thing I'll police is don't say like rude things to actual people. Don't tag them. And be like, I hope you know someone comes and like craps and like don't do that. Like that's not. If it's funny and clever and you know okay and they laugh, cool. Right. But if it's like you're being malicious, stop. But if you want to say these asinine things, please do because we all could use a bit more humor. Like, and yeah, and, and Katie Nolan, please keep doing this. Like, I'm going to tweet her this this episode and be like, "Yo, we need more of this." I mean, even to to build off that, um, Darren Rovell, who's like a straight up like he's a straight up clown. He, uh, he yeah. used to be really, generally yeah. a really well like done journalist with some scoops, but like now he's very full of himself. He also, he's a hot take artist now. He also looks like the penguin straight up. So especially when he runs. Oh, when he when he ran, he ran. You ever, you ever, you ever watch Gumby and like see like the bad guys who are like come and like bother him? Like he, he. Oh, not even that. This is gonna sound worse. No, he looked like Gumby. Like yeah. he looked like Gumby. Like trying to scoot. You ever watch this? You ever watch? You watch Adult Swim? You ever watch the, the not show? Not It's not a long The show, time. Uh, Home Movies. Oh God. You remember his coach? who was voiced by like. Uh, Archer. It's the same. It's the yes, same voice yes, as Archer. Voice by, yeah. Voice, yeah, and Bob's he, Burgers. That he, same. He looked guy. just like the coach, and he took off to run. And he came. He came. His stance for like to get out of the blocks was literally like a triangle. Like he literally, yeah. it was like he was doing yoga. Like he's like ah, oh, do the tree pose and come down to like you know the walking jaguar. And he's like, I'm gonna get in the stance like this. And he took off, and he literally just bent up like a like a like straight a, up like a jackknife releasing, and then just started <laughs> started you know like running. Like something from the wild, where the wild things are. So like I, I, <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. It was and, and you know, I was thinking like we should try and jock this idea. Though we have like no kind of budget to do I mean, any sort of video editing whatsoever. The only positive thing about it is for me is like I made me think like I wonder what my forty is right now. Like I kind Same. of want to get in a little bit of shape to go have someone time me real quick so I can just say, hey, I could still break five. And like I'll be happy with that. Like I don't. I'm not you like to break five. You'd be surprised. I'd, I, you'd be, I'd surprised. be surprised if you if you had a an above five forty. I would actually be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I I would say okay. Like I could run a sub five forty right now. See, the thing is, is, I don't want to say that on record, then do it and not because then I'm gonna have to delete this. John Brown says he can he can break five seconds. Under five seconds in a forty-yard dash See, at thirty-seven years old. I won't do that because if I say that, 
and it doesn't happen, we have to go and delete this part of the show. Like, we can't <laughs> post. We can't be like, Fletch, we posted up. Fletch, they can do it. And now Fletch is running 5-2. It's like, no, I delete it off the internet. You're not going to get me. No one, you're not going to, ESPN, you're not going to retweet this. So everyone in like, you know, Thailand, Somalia, wherever, like, look at this clown. Hi, and their native languages. That's not, no, you're not frying me like that. Whatever the Somali version of look at this clown. It's probably just look at this look clown. At the clown. Yeah, whatever, whatever the Arabic word for clown is. Yeah, I, you know, <clears throat> what other kind of kind of challenges do you think would be would be you know suffice for this? Like I I've, could, I've talked wild stuff about Demarcus Beasley playing right back, and in hindsight, it's like you know, man, he wasn't that bad. He even even as electrified corpse version of himself where he's like 95 years old unable to move he's, he's still the same age as me he's still quicker than like most people yeah in the world yeah. and he still can dribble better than a lot of people like even yeah. i watching watching uh shout out to Bilal uh of afc and arbor watching the combine the midwest combine that he puts on mm-hmm. i'll see some players that get invited that i'm like i don't know how this player got here this player doesn't look good and even just in the underwear olympics part seeing them have like Precision control. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, so no. while I might think I'm better than this player right now, he is exactly my age. Okay. Yeah, I apologize, Demarcus Weasley. You could probably shake me down like nobody's business. Mm. But still, you, yeah. you, you you were getting cooked by Mexico a few years ago, and then steady got cooked by Mexico. That's but. why you know I called him 95 because Giovanni dos Santos was turning him into like. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Geo, when Geo was on, Geo was like a hundred percent on, but sometimes it never just was on. Be loose touches like everywhere. It's like, oh but, yeah, check it. I can do this. Oh wait, I'm not like. Never mind. That was a really problematic but, joke. I'm gonna keep to myself. But my uh, my thing that I think for stuff, I see plenty of times people are talking about sports. Like I could do this. Mainly the ones I, the one where I was only sport that I've ever thought in my life. Where I'm like, I could be a pro at that. Was bowling, and looking back. My bowling score on average is like not great. Right. I think yeah. I crack about one twenty five, maybe on average, which would be uh. like, which wouldn't even make like. <laughs> and I mean this without being mean at all. And if anyone comes at me, I'm sorry. It would not even like qualify for like whether whether the children's uh, bowling, whether it's Special Olympics bowling, it wouldn't qualify for those. Like I would be like, they yeah, still no, be like you get laughed on. They'd be like, look at this guy, he sucks. And he has all of his limbs. Like, I have no excuse for being to that bad. So, like... I... <laughs> so, what's your... Uh, that begs the question. I just recently bowled, so I'm going to brag a little bit. What's your highest... Because I remember a couple years ago, you roasted me because we had the bumpers up. I was bowling with my son. And I tweeted out a picture of the score. And you were like, yo, how did you get such a close score to your son? How did he, how did he almost beat you? And he was still, like, 20 pins behind me. So, I need to know. Because I just recently hit my, my high, high score. What is your high score? My highest bowling? ever is like 183. Yes. 183. And like, I got lucky. I started off with like four strikes. That's how you got to do it. And then like a lot of spares. And then I finished with like another four straight. Like the ten, the 10th frame, I striked out in all of them. And I was like, yes. Uh, 200. And it's like 183. And I was like, man, that's, quite, man yeah. that sucked. I was like, I did not do good. And to let you know how bad my bowling is, I don't care to even admit this. My girlfriend's not an athlete at all. And she doesn't claim to be, doesn't want to be. We've bowled six times. Currently, the record is four to two. Me, she beat me the first two times, and I got mad and was like, I'm taking this seriously from now Your competitive on. gene kicked in. Like, I actually striked. I was like, Arr! She's like, it's a date. I'm like, yeah. And guess who's paying? Loser's paying. And, like, I was barking at her in the middle of, like... Garden Bowl in like Midtown Detroit. People were like, like yo, is this your first date? And get this guy like, another patch. Jeez, he needs to chill. Is this your first date? And I was like, no, we've been together. It's like, you can tell because otherwise she should be leaving right now. And I was like, yeah. yeah I, I drove. Should, <laughs> I should calm down. I'm sorry. That's so. hilarious. Well, just to get it on the record. <clears throat> 197. Okay, well. It was really lucky. It was, and I almost, I, I, I got hit out of one open frame in the ninth and then struck out. If I had picked up that spare, I would have gotten over 200. And I was very upset about that. Very upset about that. And missed the spare by like an inch. My wife still makes fun of me right now. But it's, 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 yeah. Mm, these things happen. It was frustrating. So but was frustrating. if I were to see something that I want to see people get roasted for, um, baseball. 
people are like, I could hit. Yo. It's like they're throwing these pitches down the middle. Yes. I could hit one. It's like that ball no. is moving 98 miles per hour. Yeah. You with movement. You, yeah. I, I stood in a uh, in a batting cage and I was like, oh, you know, I'm hitting these 50 mile per hour balls good. 60 mile per hour is all right. Mm. Let me go to the 90. And one of those balls came and I felt it go by me and I felt like my shirt and helmet yeah. move. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, I don't want this life like, I know, whatsoever. I know I just paid $3 for this ball. I don't care. I don't care. They can just, I don't want, and the, I finally made contact. Didn't it hurt? And I felt like my forearms shake like a cartoon. <laughs> and I was like, this is good. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm 100% fine. And it was, I, hit, I made contact and it was went straight up. It was like straight up foul ball hit. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, not about this life. I, yeah, no, 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 no. Those I, guys. And then there's dudes like Vlad Guerrero. He played with no gloves. Could you put, imagine hitting like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball with that, no he, gloves? He played with no gloves, and he swung at balls that were like at his kneecap. So you and have hit to, them. You have to imagine like the power it takes to do that on your entire body to turn and say, all right, I'm going to hit this 400 feet. So like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. I want to see people who are like, I could hit a ball like that. Let Clayton Kershaw or like... Justin Verlander or someone who has like a good fastball movement mm. go up there and throw one right down the middle, you will pee yourself. I know you will. Even better, a fat diving curveball. You said Clayton Kershaw. First thing I think is like I would love to see somebody try let to him, hit a Clayton Kershaw curveball. Let him throw a spike curve to you real quick and see what happens. The ball goes gonna, from the ball, your the forehead gonna, to your ankles. The ball's gonna come by your head and you're gonna start crying. And it's gonna go right down the middle of the zone. You're gonna be like, oh my god, he's gonna hit me. Like yeah. that was so close, and the ball's like three feet away from you. So yeah. like I. I want to see someone do that with baseball. I want to see. That'd be great. I want to see someone swim against a professional swimmer. Oh, dude, see, you want to see me vomit all over the place? That's exactly what happened. I want to see someone uh, try to outshoot an NBA player. Well, I've seen that. There's pros versus Joes on Spike TV. They had that mm. once, and like, I think the guy actually came close to Eddie Jones, only because Eddie Jones was like not trying at all. Then he's like, "Oh, the game's close," and, and he's Eddie, like fifty. Then Eddie Jones sunk like seven straight shots, and it's like, yeah, he when he when he wants to, he's really good, but he chose. You know, not to. They could put a scrub NBA player against like anybody that like calls himself playing basketball, and the scrubbiest scrub that plays in like the Spanish second division is better than your average dude. Oh, even to take it one step further, and hopefully this doesn't get too political. Then we're gonna move on from this. Cool. I'd like to see one of those guys who are like, "Oh, WBA, go to the kitchen." Uh, I want to see you lock up one of those women. Let me let me put this. As frankly as I can. Please. I wasn't one of those people who was like, oh, WNBA, like, they can't even dunk. They suck. Don't watch. But I was like, hey, the shock left Michigan. I don't really care anymore. Like, right. I, I cared because, you know, I was trying to date one of the coach's daughters. Did not work out. Yo, uh, this guy. Hey, we went to the same summer camp, you know? Okay. All right. All right. I, was I, like, thought I was just on some, like, on no, some, I was as like, you would say, on some John. And I like, was like, hey, what's up? You know, like, nice to meet you, everything. And then I met Rick Mahorn. Who at the time was a co- final coach, and he shook my hand, and I was like, "He's going to break my hand," and he was trying to break my hand to make a point because he saw the way I looked at his daughter, and I stopped looking at her that way the, the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and Rick Mahorn is not about them games. Like Rick Mahorn, uh, Charles Oakley, and who, who else is on the scary as hell team? Those two are the scariest to me. I would say KG, but he's it's less him being less him being scary because he's physical, more being scary because he's gonna scream at he's you. He's loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I still don't want to deal with him like in person. First, like I, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep my opinion on myself on that one. But uh, no, what I want to see because my my two favorite um, NBA, WNBA players are Cappy Pondexter and Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi is a ish talking. Just give you. I don't like her. The, the she's an amazing player. I don't like her. Like as a person or as a player. I just I don't like her. Period. Just <laughs> looking at her like makes me annoyed. Like she seemed like someone who who would shoot would throw a dart, hundred darts from like a far ass distance and miss and finally hit the middle and be like, look at me, I'm on fire. Like I I don't want to deal with that other person. But Fair like enough. she's she's an amazing player. Yeah. I want to see someone like. Really quickly. What made me realize, I was like, oh, you know, maybe some guy, me being 15, 16, mm. maybe some guy could go in the WNBA like Juana Man and take over. I watched Dana oh, Nolan man. dribble down the court and take off and miss a dunk only because she helped, she couldn't hold the ball in her hand. And I was like, yo, she would eat me alive. Yeah. That's not, and she's like a great slasher type player. There are players like her, Maya Moore, 
I'm saying that's a torch. That's a torture chamber. Simone Augustus would cross someone and like have their ankles popping out of their legs. Like seriously, so I want to like, see these guys who Kathy are like Kathy Pondexter would shake everybody. I like the yeah, shake like spectators out of their shoes. She's she's a she's a New York legend. Like people like were like, oh, there's a woman who balled against Sebastian Telfair. I'm like, Kathy Pondexter scored 100 points in a, in a high school game. That's you better put some respect on that name. I'm saying. I'm like for really like yeah. So I think that'd be ideal. I think that'd be really cool. So if you uh, want to tweet some spice to some professional athletes, please make sure you at like Katie Nolan or somebody else that has high production values and can embarrass and Samero, somebody like that. So you can get completely just roasted, and I am gonna retweet it and laugh heartily at you. Um, moving on, a little more local flavor. We had mentioned on TJ's pod, once again, the Minivan Soccer Dad podcast, about the Flint City Bucks, formerly Michigan Bucks, formerly Mid-Michigan Bucks. They're the Michigan Bucks. I don't care where they can move to Flint. They can move to Fenton. They can move to Alpena. They can move to, like, Africa. They're the Michigan City, Michigan Bucks, period. I don't care where they move. Michigan Bucks. They can have that new weird looking logo that makes no sense. I don't care how many times you describe it. You know, but they're still the Michigan Bucks. You know, with the green and orange, with that weird buck, with Buckster. That terrible logo. That old logo was not good. That that they're the Michigan Bucks. So I like can, please continue. But like I'm gonna address them as the Michigan Bucks. Flint City Bucks, who I hope to be going to actually will be going to a couple of their games this year. Please don't burn any bridges for me before the season starts. Um, so they were uh, housed at the Total Soccer Arena in Pontiac, Michigan, Pontiac slash West Bloomfield, Michigan, um, and have moved to Flint City uh, Kettering University for the beginning this year. Uh, I'm actually very happy about it because Flint's the type of city where there actually is a little bit of a adult soccer culture around. Like there's enough soccer being played and enough soccer fans um, to where I think this is actually going to be a good idea. But I, what I'm noticing. Um, and it was brought to our attention from non-league America, shouts to the homies, um, that they're making a concerted effort to be a little more public outreachy, which is... Not even that. They put out a commercial, like a little mini commercial for their friendly against Detroit City FC. Mm-hmm. And that's not even the part that struck me. The part that struck me was, like, the first half was, like, some young lady talking about, you know, come on, put on for the city, whatever. And right after she stopped talking, they played trap music. Dan Duggan and trap music. Trap music. Not like, you know, like, do 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 do. It was like 808s, like, actually, like, made. It was a custom made beat by one of the people on their team to do something. Lincoln Bio. And I was like, yo, I, uh, what's going on? Yeah. What's, hap- what's We're happening? We're going to bring this up right now because I actually listened. I was working when I first saw this, so I did not listen to it. Um,. Apologies if I sound mildly problematic. I was thrown by the fact that it was a young Filipino lady because there are not very many Asian people in Flint. And that's just, no. uh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Not hating at all whatsoever. Just threw her brother off. So let's see what this beat, let's see what this beat do. So... This new logo, I actually really like it. They've totally rebranded. They got they got the snares. They got some trap. They got the the hi hats, whatever that's called. The three six mafia hi hats. No, only they make it better if you out of the blue you just hear eight oh eight mafia, eight oh eight mafia, and the Michigan. Please out of here. It's like you know, like. If you're on Flintsy, don't mess with I'm gonna shoot. So like they they're making like a it stunned me. Cause I oh. dig it. Like you know what? I don't know what trap fans are really going to be listening to soccer besides Mark watching soccer besides myself. But you know, I'll I'll admit when we when TJ asked us a question, I was like, I'm not going to even think about them at all because they don't make a concerted effort to connect with people. Their that was owner, literally a week ago. Their owner literally has told us multiple times, like I'm here to develop players. And yet, like, when they moved to Flint, their Twitter page is like, we signed this player and this player and this player. I'm mm-hmm. like, they, mm-hmm. they haven't t- shown the entire roster, but they've signed at least six players, you know, that, you know, we know about. And then they put out this ad for this friendly. They've never done that before. The only time they've ever promoted ever. anything has been when they've been in the U.S. Open Cup or when they 
are in the playoffs. And it's like, oh, by the way, come watch us play. It's like, what game is it? Oh, it's the national semifinal. Like, why didn't like, you say anything earlier? We could have come. What about like, the quarterfinals or like the playoffs at all or any part of the it's season? Like, it's like, well, you've been on the you've been away. It's like, no, we've hosted all of our games. We've been the number one seed in the nation. Why does no one know this? Why don't you tell people this? It's like, well, come to a game. And you come to a national game, national championship game, and it's like maybe 300 people. And, and it's like this is this is and half of them are Vardar kids that got tickets for free and, and they're busy trying to and they're busy trying to play soccer like on the side as the game's going on they don't right. even care about what's happening so like, and, and I'm not and I'm not saying any of this to shade Duggan like like we've said this plenty of times on record if you, if that's your goal if that's your stated goal for your club so be it you know what you I don't, mean you know, if you if you don't need the fans you're there for the team you're there for the team like that's there's nothing wrong with that exactly. but if you're gonna like at mess, least you're honest about right. it. right. If you're gonna masquerade of like, oh, I'm here for the team, I'm here for the fans, and you don't do anything about it, that's when I'm like, I have a problem because you're lying. But if you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm here, like we've had there've been 20 MLS super drafts, we've had a kid in every round, mm-hmm. I mean every draft. Okay, if that's like your mission, you don't even need people to show up. You don't right. even need to have fans. You can literally have you know closed door games. I don't you just have whatever. scouts, right? Maybe stream if you want, and that's you're good. Like you don't need to have fans. In fact, you're letting people come watch this when you're really focused on the fans. Cause I guess you need some sort of money. Okay, like cool. That's nice of you. I think it's. I think. <clears throat> I think part of it being relocated to like an actual pitch, like an actual stadium, um, being outdoors is going to change that. It's going to. I think it's going to affect the quality of play. Um, they tend to get, you know, obviously they tend to get very skillful players, but not playing in like the antiseptic, you know, field turf indoors. You know, the, and, the dome and, helped. Because they, it had to have. Because they played it so often, other teams come there and they have to adjust. And they're like, oh, we can hit a ball like this. We know it's going to get into the air. It's not going to hit the net up here. Mm-hmm. We know if it hits the net, we know what we need to do. Other teams are like, the ball hit the net. What happens now? Like, what, what, what do we do? What do we and, do? Or this? you're running full speed towards the line, you know what I mean? Towards yeah. the touch line, and you don't want to hit the wall that's like three feet away. Because we, I have problems with that just playing in the men's league. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just playing in like your men's sea level open league, it's like, oh crap, there's a wall right there. Yeah. Let me not break something while I'm just trying to like play soccer and then go be a server tomorrow. You know. I feel I feel worried about the team because uh, just briefly, um, I mean, you put out an article about all the Michigan teams, but I feel worried about them because they always struggle in outdoor fields. Hundred percent. I've never watched them play a game, uh, like a really meaningful, spirited game mm-hmm. on an outdoor field and actually come away with a victory result. So, like, I'm worried about that. That worries me because I don't think, you know, they have the skill there. But also, they uh, have a new coach. Uh, Saginaw Valley's former coach, Andy Wagstaff, who's, like, an amazing, amazing tactician. Mm-hmm. He gets players who might not be the best. I'm not saying Saginaw Valley is, like, the worst because they actually have been nationally ranked in the top ten for, like, a while. And then Gleak's actually a pretty competitive but, soccer league. But yeah. he, he gets these kids from, like... <clears throat> other countries, whether it be England, whether it be wherever, and like he puts them in a formation that works for them, and mm-hmm. like some of these kids get legit pro shots because of his formation, and the kids have talent. Obviously, it's not just the coaching, but like coaching's right. a big part. So he's going to the Bucks to take over. Uh, he's a really great coach. I think that he'll be able to help them. I don't know about, I don't know about you know how they're going to deal with outdoors, but I think if he's there, they have a chance to be decent. I don't think they're the best. I used to think they're the best team automatically. Every year in the state, I don't think I don't think of this year, but you know who you have actually done. So where were we able to find that article to see who you think is the midfield best? Midfield Press. Ah, the homies, Midfield, midfield Press. Midfield Press. All right, cool. Well, very cool. Well, look forward to that. Um, I'm going to be out there for a few games. I'll be covering them fairly regularly. Uh, I've got my press pass. Um, first game I'm going to go out to though is going to be uh, May 4th. And that's going to be the Detroit City Friendly. I will not be working that match. I'm going to be taking my son to his first, quote-unquote, no, actually, quote-unquote, his first big professional soccer match. He's been to uh, a couple of my games, a couple of, like, you know, here and there, this and that sort of things, but nothing like serious business. Uh, I expect Detroit City support to travel because Flint is only 60 miles north of Detroit for those who are uninitiated. Um, you know, this is a much smaller city, so... It's basically the size of one of Detroit's suburbs. Uh, some would consider it one of Detroit's exburbs, but I think that's kind of insulting the city of Flint personally. Uh, but I know there's going to be people there. It's going to be not as loud as the tin can would get, but it's going to be something different. It's going to be a different vibe altogether, being out of doors, being in the middle of the city. Uh, I think it's something good for Flint. It's in a part of the city where there's 
it's adjacent to downtown, so it's not like right on top of downtown. It's uh, east, or sorry, it's west of Carriage Town, which is a part of Flint where you have your downtown area. Carriage Town's like one of the oldest neighborhoods that wasn't like nothing but buildings. So it's a it's a cool enough safe enough part of town to where I think people will feel comfortable going to games. Um, and I think this is a good way for the Bucks to turn a corner from being just, okay, yeah, we're here, to actually kind of trying to entrench itself in a community without having to worry about the shadow of Detroit City. There are Detroit City fans that live in the area, um, but there there's enough distance between the two to where they can actually make their own stamp on the area. And, you know, there's enough, you know, suburban types, you know, soccer playing types. There's enough club soccer teams or enough adults that still play to where I think they'll you know be able to garner some bit of uh, some bit of attendance if they really put their you know mind to it so I'm hoping for the best I really think this could be cool I mean and plus side note this is gonna be a jab I'm sorry it has to come because I thought about it immediately plus if Dan's really trying to do his best to make it not seem like the Bucks are gonna be a feeder team for any professional team that comes here like moving far away from the feeder team would be perfect like mm-hmm. now, you know, now you look like a standalone. I want to have fans. I want to do this sort of mm-hmm. thing. You're not like Toronto too, who like basically literally has games in front of like 20 people. You're like your own standalone team. Yep. And like, that's good. That's a good business plan. And like, if you're trying to do that for real, awesome. If you're trying to do to like, say like, Hey, we're just trying to do this until you get a team set. That works too. You've and they have accepted. access to this whole upper part of the state, this whole like mid chunk of the state where, you know, there are people that strangely enough and we're going to get into it in the next topic as well that feel that driving to Detroit for a city football match is too far for minor league soccer and maybe just driving like say if you live in Fenton like you had mentioned or if you live uh, in Birch Rhine or you live somewhere in the thumb and you don't feel like driving all the way down to Detroit you know Flint's not as far a drive like you know Port Huron's about 45 minutes away down you know I-69 Lapeer's not that far away so you have all you have communities that would be more apt to drive to Flint. It's just a matter of, you know, these communities not being, <laughs> not being scared buns and being like, oh, no, I'm not going to Flint because, you, know, you know, it's Flint. So that's always an option. That's always, that's always a possibility. But uh, there's a very real opportunity for this to be, you know, a positive for the club and a positive for the city. So, but pivoting off of that, um, today, just today, as always, there was more discussion uh, about why MLS should be in Detroit, um, kicked off by Panyoti Salalas, who always has some kind of hot take about soccer in Detroit, but doesn't want to give City any kind of credit. You know what I mean? Doesn't want to give DCFC any kind of credit for like what it's done, um, and thinking that he's he sounds like your typical front runner. Like so, every time this conversation comes up, it just that's that's basically what it is. It's like, well, it's not the Cowboys, so it's not good. A brief callback to him. I mentioned Pros versus Joes earlier in the show. Uh, the first time I watched that show, he was actually on that show. And I had no idea who he was. I just knew he was this big, tall, kind of Bill Walton-esque, red-haired kind of guy. And he was like an absolute dick. Like, he was... Mm-hmm. The goal The goal was like, win a header against Alexi Lalas. And like, he... Everyone else was... All the Joes were kind of like... All the pros were basically, you know, doing what they could their job to be like... You know, kind of better than them. But he was, like, legit, like, talking trash to, like, a dude who was legit seven inches shorter than him. Like, come on, win the ball. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And it's like, he's not gonna win the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's literally, he's not six foot. You're, like, six foot two, six foot whatever. So I don't know why you're acting like this on camera. And, you know. And embarrassing yourself. I mean, he has a tendency to do that. And I was like, this guy sucks. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, he's from Michigan? Huh. He's, he's he's a oh, Michigan oh, sports hall of famer. He's from like southeast Michigan. Oh, he, that's where he went to high school. I'm not going to say the name because like <laughs> I have friends that go there. And I don't want to insult them. But I was like, he went there. Thank you for saying that because I was about to. That makes so much sense about this guy. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. why can't you be like your brother? Your brother's a cool guy. Like you are terrible. I could have sworn I saw a homeboy wearing a. Don't tread on me hat today on Twitter, which I'm wouldn't surprise me. I'm hoping not. I'm really hoping not. But back to soccer. Sorry. Um he he 
the points he was making, like, well, what if what if an MLS team to Detroit improves the culture? And I really hate this thing that people do on the internet where they ask a question and they only post, like, the bad responses. And so they can be like, oh, look at me fry this guy. Right. But, like, I gave him a measured response. Like, I don't think this – I think if it makes Detroit soccer culture better, sure, I'm for it. Even with the congestion downtown. I hate the fact that downtown Detroit has to bear the brunt of, like, someone in uh, Ann Arbor or someone in – uh, uh, Birch Run or Bad Axe wanting a professional team. Like I wish, so- I wish somewhere else could bear that brunt yeah. besides Detroit because we already have four teams playing down there. Sometimes in the same season, and it's very hard to maneuver. And we're also going to be using if it, if they want to use uh, public money to build the stadium, which is looks like it's going to have to happen unless they want to try to go with the Ford Field bid. They're going to be mm-hmm. taking money from things that we need. Literally, which is you know we've seen this move before. Not even hyperbole. I've mentioned it many times. There is a school within the shadow of the hockey stadium that they built that, like, at one point was having like mold grow inside of it, having things fall from mushrooms, the ceiling in people's heads, like straight mushrooms. But like, we're like, like Google, Google any of this. This is old hat. But we're like, we don't need that money for schools. We need that money to build a stadium because you know we're never going to fill the stadium anyways, no matter who plays there. So like you know I I I don't I don't I don't like that and it's the, and played out. It's very apparent that while he's a Michigan guy from Michigan, he's not been back to Michigan in some time mm-hmm. or back to Detroit in some time. Because mm-hmm. if he'd sat through there and looked through, he'd say, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. But being who he is, being the pundit that he is, most pundits typically seem to have a foot towards a pro MLS, whether they really believe it or not. Um, there, I mean, as a former MLS player and GM of two different clubs, I can understand his loyalties. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he's, he's a smart guy. He needs to like be smart. He's being yeah. stupid. Yeah, he's 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 goading people into a reaction. What he's doing is he's being a hot take artist. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I'm going to say this on Twitter. And then I'm going to get all the Northern Guard supporters and, and all the Detroit soccer crazies to, like, blow up my mentions. And I'll be like, oh, look at all these look at all these extremists. Look at all these, you know, like, crazy people. That's, that's what I was mentioning. But, like, I hate that he does that. And he's like, well, let me pick out some of the crazy people to be like, look. Yeah, he didn't respond to you at all. He didn't respond. To, there are some other measured takes. People are like, look, like, this is the reason why it's bad. It's bad because, like, we uh, – there's – I forgot. Shout out to back office Gavin. He was like, well, you know, the same thing happened in Portland, and, you know, I didn't want it, but, like, it was great. I'm like, my comeback for that is when the Timbers went from, was it USL or was it NASL? I think they started NASL. When when they went from their second division to the top division, their team ceased to exist at that level, but their team, everyone from their general manager, most of the players, all moved up to, like, the MLS version. Mm -hmm. In Detroit... If a team makes in Detroit, Detroit City is not going anywhere. So, like, right. they're both just going to cannibalize each other. Right. And as we've seen with another team that's grown up and that's become a pro team in Michigan, they're a professional team, but they're barely drawing 2,000 people. Like, that's, yep. that's, that's a terrible thing to have. And my biggest fear for Detroit sports is I'm a Detroit sports fan for the most part. Even when I'm not, like, a fan, I'm still, like, a fan. Right. We, we have four... At best, very mediocre teams. At worst, four very bad teams right now. Mm -hmm. And the city of Detroit doesn't need any more, like, we have a team, look at them play, and, like, they suck. And honestly, it's people are like, look at Atlanta, their expansion. Atlanta's owners were smart. They got people who knew what they were doing behind the the bid. They were like, hey, we're going to work with with, uh, Arthur Blank to make sure that the... What is it, the Mercedes-Benz Dome? Atlanta's Falcon Stadium. We make sure that their stadium is, like, not just a football stadium, but, like, an athletic field for both sports. We won't have football lines on the on the field. Right. We're going to make it, like, legitimately ours. Right. We're even we're going to put red twine on the nets to make it, like, this is legit ours. And, like, Atlanta embraced them. Heck, the show Atlanta, Donald Glover, actually had a reference to Atlanta United. And I was like, that's great. 100% awesome. I go down there for business all the time. Sorry to interrupt you. I go down there for business all the time. And you see people like rocking Atlanta United gear. Like you see people like buying into the club, you know. And to give credit where credit's due, it's the same thing with LAFC. Like I don't know if the Galaxy have just like burnt bridges or whatever the case may be. No one really messes with the Galaxy at all. Yeah, and then they can bring Zlatan in and and David Beckham in all they want to. And, you know, it's cute and everything because 
I guess they're trying to be like the Lakers of, of soccer or whatever. Uh, but LAFC, you know, I've watched a couple games and like it's legitimate. Like it's not just like the ultra section going nuts. Like it's people dig soccer. Like like LAFC is supposed to, like, I guess, not punk rock. You know, I mean, they're not supposed to be like the Raiders or whatever. But it's like we're an actual football club. We're not just like glitz. And not even like that. Like their youth program within like a year or so of establishing like is one of the best MLS youth setups in the entire like league. And for a team that's only been around for now two years, that's really great for you, but really horrible for the rest of the league to let someone surpass you that quickly. That That, quickly. That should not ever be the case. So like I – again, the ownership for LAFC, the ownership – for while well, they were laughed at at first because it had some really kooky people in there. Well, farewell, <clears throat> do that. But like, they were smart about it. The people currently for the Detroit bid are Tom Gores, a basketball who's owner. busy trying to run the Pistons into the ground and taking government money to build stuff when he has a nine million dollar condo in California that he most of the time stays at, and Dan Gilbert, who is quickly becoming the Megatron of Detroit trying to take whatever he can yeah. and put it into his own thing. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then I'll just won't want it. He's he Detroit's own Jeff Bezos. And, and even to get to the point of like away from that, as a team owner, people would say, oh, well, he has two championships or he has one championship. One Which, championship. Yeah, he, the best player in the game for had, like 12 years but when, has one championship. When that player left, he threw a tantrum. And when the player came back, he then acted like the tantrum never happened. Yeah. At all. And, Never at all. And he's best friends with people that he ought not be best friends with owning an NBA team. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I, 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 I don't want that in the city. I know Gilbert has his hand on most of the city. I understand that. I've come to grips with it. Like I work, Thanos. I work downtown, and it's like, this sucks, but, like, I get it. But I don't want him to be able to control a team here. I don't yeah. want that at all. Yeah. If... if He's allowed to do that in this city. He's going to strangle it, and he's going to take this team, run it into the ground. He's going to start blaming the fans. Tom Gore's delusional self is like, I'll just throw money at anything because I'm stupid. Tax Shelter FC, man. That's all it's going to be. Like, really? We had jokes about this, you know, probably about a year ago of what would, you know, a Detroit club be named. And it's all, like, tax write-offs to me. Like, when you're this kind of rich, right, if you're losing money on an investment— it's not a bad thing necessarily because it's it's pocket change at this point. The you first know? few years you should be losing money of any business. You should lose a little bit of money. I'm saying. Not a lot of it, but you should like expect, for, even for restaurants. Uh, we had something from one of my classes. A guy came in and he's like, for a restaurant that's going to try to survive, you should probably be making like a between 8 to 12% profit your first year because you're paying for all the proper things to get stuff done. Yep. And I'm worried that they're going to come in and be like, hey, look at this new glitzy stadium that we built. Or look at whatever we did here. And look at, we signed this one great player. We signed like Kaka for the second time. And he's like 57. <laughs> I was like, Kaka's older than me. <laughs> 57 on the field, like praying half the time because he that's all he can literally do on the field. He uh, can't, Nani. Make, can't gonna, get up and play. They're going to get Nani off of whatever MLS club he's playing for. Oh, right no City. He's actually kind of balling. So I can't say anything about him. And he's actually like. He's still overacting. Like true. He always has. But like, like, look, we spent $1 million on him. And now we're going to have to field the rest of the team with like people you thought you've seen before. And like, I don't. Even as like a soccer writer, a soccer person, like I probably legitimately should want MLS to come to Detroit because like I would get a job out of it probably. And I mean, like, think about it, yeah, you I, know. And the thing is, I don't want, I don't want, I just, I don't, I don't want that for the city. I don't think it's, I don't think if it can actually make the culture better, make the Detroit culture, sports culture better, mm. I'm for it. I don't think that's going to be the case with people running it, and I really feel like they should find some people who know what they're doing or just. Forget about Leave it, it alone. Like, if the way I've always felt about it, and I'm going to get back to that, you know, more work for content creators, quote unquote. It seemed to me that after Detroit hosted a World Cup game back in '94, and you know, when we were as a nation required to start a top tier league, right? The fact that Detroit did not get an MLS club right off that bat, it wasn't ever going to happen. Yeah. It wasn't ever going to happen. It was it was not in the cards. That was like, back when they were a major city, too. And that was back when there were still a million people in the city. That was before any type of economic downturn. That was back when, let's see, we had just come off the Pistons winning, right? The Tigers were like 
actually kind of decent, and the sporting culture was like kicking itself back up. The Red Wings hadn't been good for a while, but we were like three years away from the Red Wings being the Red Wings again. Barry right? Sanders was like making highlight reels. Like Detroit was like maybe not like the premier sports city, but it was like a major city with like it was to be contended with three decent teams that you actually want to watch and a cha- and a recent champion, a recent two time champion, right? So the fact that the, that the soccer gods for the United States Soccer Foundation. We're like, yeah, you know, or Federation, sorry. We're like, yeah, you know, we're going to skip this major metropolis and instead give teams to, you know, Kansas City at that point. You know what I mean? Or randomly New England, quote unquote, Amoebus New England, whatever, whatever that is, you know. And it's not even like the Patriots or Boston or anything like that were like, like that back then. But they knew that was the market would work right there. The fact that Detroit got skipped at that point. It wasn't ever going to happen. So people can have these academic debates all they want to, but the fact of the matter remains, the soccering culture here has pretty much made up its mind. Like, the diehards have made up their mind. The casuals might feel some other kind of way about it, but if the casuals aren't driving from wherever to see Detroit City or not driving to see the Bucks, you know what I mean? It's... It's gone. So this is where Michigan has a chance to really put a stranglehold on the lower leagues. Like we've got excellent coaches here. We got in the colleges as well. We've got excellent coaches here. We've got you know clubs that are doing things and trying to like do community outreach and try to have quality on the pitch. Why not just beat that up? Why not just be the best at that as opposed to trying to chase a white elephant? I mean, the worst part about it is with the fan thing about and. I'll always say this part about this because it's beating beating a dead horse. Mm. Is people are like, well, I'm only going to support a soccer team in Detroit if it's professional, if it's only the top tier. So like, okay, maybe you just don't get to support soccer in Detroit. Like, maybe that's just not the cards for you. If that's really how you feel, or you're going to miss out on Detroit City FC, AFC Ann Arbor, Grand Rapids, Michigan Bucks, uh, uh. Oakland, Oakland University, Ca- Oakland County FC, Oakland University, Saginaw Valley State, Northwood University. You miss out on all these teams because you you're just like Michigan State. Because you're just like, well, I'll only support. Maybe you just don't support soccer in Detroit. That's fine. Yeah. Like, because once because you're the type of person who's going to drive your 30 minutes for a season, buy a season ticket, watch them, you know, watch five games, watch them win against New England just barely, watch them get blown out by the teams in the West Coast. And you're not going to come back. And then we're right. going to be saddled with this big crater that no one's going to come watch. Right. Uh, no, I don't I don't want that. And the thing is, is people who are like, well, I'm only going to come if it's this. There are people who don't have to deal with the consequences. The taxes exactly. going up in the city dude, does not affect them at all because not they're 90 bit. miles away. And like, I feel like I feel like unless you unless it affects you, you should not be talking. Like, yeah. the only way it affects you is, like, well, I have one less team to root for now. It's not like, well, now the people who live in this house have to be kicked out of it because right. someone wants to build it. in the domain. Right. So, like, I, 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 that's just, it blows my mind that these people just can't get normal human empathy. But, like, I kind of shouldn't because they also live 90 miles away. Exactly. So, And and about the whole, like, you know, giving giving work to people like Fletcher and myself. I mean, we're going to talk about soccer regardless. You know what I mean? Like, if if it's in England, if it's in the Netherlands, if it's in Kazakhstan, if something cool happens on a pitch, we're going to talk about it. So I don't need to have top-tier soccer, like, in my lap. You know what I mean? I'm not that lazy. Like, we, the Internet exists. We live in 2019. We have, like, the height of technology is happening right now to where we can watch games from all over the world at the, on demand at the drop of a hat. And we can talk about Italian soccer and crazy stuff going on there. We can talk about African clubs. We can talk about the African Cup of Nations, anything like that. And it doesn't. we don't have to fly out there. I don't need to be in Angola to watch Ang- Angolan soccer. Right. So the whole, well, you know, this, this could be better work for so-and-so and so-and-so. It's like, no, what's going to happen is the free press is going to send somebody that knows jack squat about soccer. I know to exactly go and, who. To go and watch a game. <laughs> Know exactly who. <laughs> to go and watch a game and be like, oh, you know, they sang some songs. I saw some scarves. These guys kicked the ball around, and then the score was 2 0. They only scored two goals in 90 minutes, man. Okay, well, bye. And, that, and that's going to be the extent of it. So if people talking about soccer that care about soccer, you know, are, if people, okay, I'm gonna re, let me reword this. If people care about soccer, they don't care where it comes from. If they want to watch, 
whatever quality of soccer, if they want to watch a ball get kicked around a field, it doesn't matter where it comes from. And the fact that, you know, someone wants to use the excuse of, well, I'm not going to pay attention until it's top tier, then go ahead and watch Scottish Premier League, root for Celtic, and shut up. Yeah, some guy was like, I'm a fan of Sporting Kansas City, but like if Detroit gets the team, I'll switch. I'm like, that's not like not to call anyone a plastic fan, but like that's not. It's a paper tiger. Really a fan, man, and if that's how you feel, and you should just go back to supporting Kansas City. Like that's fine because I don't think you're gonna get your wishes. If you do get them, hey, you have some shirts to buy. Props to you. But like otherwise, just relax. Yeah, it's yeah. So I think we uh, I think that horse is good and dead. Um, shouts to Alexi Lawless, like. Keep keep being you, man. This is the only time we're going to talk about you on the show because enough is enough. Like I'm I'm tired of talking about him. <laughs> I'm so sick of talking about this dude just saying some stupid stuff online and um, about that hat. I hope it's not, and please do better if it is. Um, so that is episode one of season two. Yeah. So we probably should have mentioned this earlier. Um, it's not going to be like before where we're just putting out quality content all the time. We're going to put out quality content in like bits. <laughs> and morsels. Like you'll get, it sounds a lot better if you say morsels. You'll get like eight or ten episodes and then we're going to go away for a minute. We're going to go figure some stuff out. You know, go live life. You know. Hug my babies. You know what I mean? You know, try foods that might make us sick. You know, stuff like that. And then we're, then we're going to come back and be like, hey. Life happened. This is some cool stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to overwhelm you with stuff. We might have a few shorts in between. Well, uh, it'll be fun. Right. So this is season one. Or should we say season two? This is season two. One. Season one? Season okay. one. All right. We'll settle on that. This is Welcome to season one, episode one of The Outer Drive. You can follow Fletcher at St. FDW. You can follow me at Really John Brown. Uh, we talk about soccer. We talk about stuff other than soccer every once in a while. We're music geeks, so we'll probably talk about music every once in a while as well. Look forward to getting you to listen to us some more. It's nice to be back. Good to see you, bro. You can catch me playing tennis with your Dennis Dennis. Know what I'm saying? Bars. College boy. <laughs>